The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 197. Sunday, June 17th, 2012. This is the Ponch Stevenson uh, Show. This no. is this is the Ponch Stevenson. All right. This is the Ponch Stevenson Show, episode 197. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> Some idiot's beeping at us. Paunch, paunchstevenson.com. She's waving a CD at me. I don't understand Why? that. I don't know. Who has a CD? Paunchstevenson.com. Yeah. I am Rob. You are Greg. Yeah. And this is... The thrilling conclusion of episode 196. 196. <laughs> God. Episode 196. Yes. Uh, thrilling conclusion where we uh, we talk about the uh, the Pinball Museum, the Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash comic book store, and the Yestercades Arcade, which we all visited at the Jersey Shore uh, in one day. Yestercades. Uh. All my video games seem so far away. <laughs> Now they're all here in one place to stay. Uh, I believe in yestercades. We should have charged him for that. Suddenly. <laughs> we could have made a theme song. Let's make nah. a theme song and send it to him. All right. Okay, then Paul McCartney will sue us for $50 uh, billion. Dollars. I'll get, he's loaded. He doesn't fit. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe instead of a lawsuit, he can just send us, he'll just send us copies of, what was it? Give my regards to Broad Street, the Commodore 64 game. I'd rather be sued. (laughs) Oh, the Commodore 64 game? No. I'd really rather be sued. That's what it was on, right? Yeah, it was awful. The Commodore 64! Uh, I'm not doing it as good as I used to. The Commodore 64! Hold on. Hold on. Soundwave! There we go! I am going to do this voice, Starscream, until someone gives me a paying voice acting gig. And then I will stop forever. I'm telling you, I am going to get at least one paying voice acting gig from the Paunch Stevenson show. I have to. Come on, right? How could we not be getting voice acting gigs? Because you have to turn it into a voice acting agency. They're not just going to hear you. Somebody should be hearing this uh, and being so impressed with our impersonation. Oh, shut up. I'm serious. I can do Optimus Prime, and I can do Megatron. And Starscream, and Cobra Commander, the same voice. <laughs> and I can do Destro, Commander. Uh, all right, so here we go. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Alright, so we just came back from... Well, we just went to the Silver Ball... Museum. Pinball Arcade Museum place. What'd you think? Very cool. 
I mean... In Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah, right on the boardwalk. Um, I mean, the number of pinball machines is, is amazing, and, and the age of them. I mean, they have stuff... Not all of it works, but they have stuff going back to the 30s. Yeah, like they have a lot of 80-year-old pinball machines. I was playing some of these, the bowling game and some of the other mechanical games from the, the 50s. You know, which are all mechanical. I mean, there's electronics yeah. too, but they're mainly mechanical. And those are really, you know, really cool. We played a Beatles pinball game. Wow, that was kind of 1967. Kind of a, joke. a Guns N' Roses uh, pinball game. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, well, that's some nice. some kind of. It, it didn't have the date on it, but some kind of Sega cowboy shooting game. I think it was from the 50s. Look like it. It's like a gunfighting game. I mean, it wasn't very good, but some other uh, cool. Some other uh, uh, light. Uh, like some uh, shooting games from the early 70s. Yeah, they had a bunch of those. They had so many games there, and they were all restored. I mean, not all of them were working, you know, it looked like they most some of them were open, they were fixing them. No, but most of these, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had dozens, dozens. Yeah. From the 50s, 50s, 1960s, 70s, 80s. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah, I mean, um,. You know, I don't know. Hopefully, they can last a while there. You know, you never know, but I hope so. We'll be back. It's it's uh, pretty amazing. Uh, you know, I'm not really into pinball games myself, but I, if you are, I mean, it's it's unprecedented the the number of pinball games and, and the variety that are there. It's amazing. It was cool because I have the the Williams Pinball Hall of Fame video game on the Wii and on the 3DS. Yeah. And those are excellent recreations of the pinball, of the original Williams pinball games. And well, I they finally... have they have stuff that's even older than Williams. They have a lot of got the Gottlieb stuff, which is really old. Yeah, Data East and well, that's Bally, old. the old Bally stuff. But um, and so I was able to play. They had the Funhouse pinball game from the Williams Pinball Hall of Fame. They had Black Knight. They had uh, what was the other one I was playing? Well, they had Adam's Family, Twilight Zone. Uh, they had an Elvis game. That's more recent. <laughs> but, I mean, but to be able to play the actual Williams pinball games in real life mm. that I had only played in the, the video game simulation, yeah. that was cool. Oh, Gorgar, that was the other one. They had Gorgar from 1979. They had some really cool 1980, like ones from like 1980. What was the one? It was... Uh, not Xanax, but it was like... It had, like, those kind of names and the, and yeah. the, 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 the artwork on the They didn't have... The, what was, what's the... Isn't it the uh, Clash of the Titans or Hercules, which is, like, the oh, largest? Remember they had the it at Hercules. Seaside? Yeah, the Hercules. Yeah, they should get it from Seaside. They have it there. <laughs> Nobody plays it there. At flashbacks. That thing oh. is gigantic. Ridiculous. <laughs> and yeah, it's so big that the, the, the pinball is, like, the size of a tennis ball. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was really cool, though. Yes. Now, on the Overnight Skate, on onsug.com, the Overnight Skate Underground, Frank Nora recently took a trip to Austin, Texas. To really? Visit, to visit some relatives. Oh, I know. And he said, in Austin, Texas, they also have a pinball museum. He said he's been to this one, Silver Ball in Asbury Park, New Jersey. He said it's very good. And he's totally into pinball. He said yeah. he went to this one, I forget the name, but he went to this one in Austin, Texas. He said it's like 
not, not even exaggerating, it's five times the size of the one. Well, he said they had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. You name a pinball game, they had it there. Well, I mean, in Which Texas... Which is insane, because this everything's one... Everything's bigger in Texas. We do everything big. The stars and stripes are big and bright. Deep in the heart <laughs> of Texas. Texas. But yeah, I mean, th- to have something be like five times the size of this silver ball yeah. place, this place was huge. They had, like I said, dozens and dozens of games. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, again, a place like Texas, it's so big, and you can probably get the stuff a lot cheaper, and the space is a lot cheaper to have there and all, so that's the way it is. Very impressive. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, all right, and uh, we, we did briefly talk to uh, one of the employees there, gave us a quick history. Play that. All right, so we are here at Silver Ball Museum in Asbury Park. I'm Rob. What's your name? Uh, Jim. Jim. So how long has Silver Ball existed? Uh, I'd say about like five years now, I think it is. We were actually here, this will be our third summer, and we were over on Cookman Avenue in the basement of the arcade shops for two years as well. So do you know, you're not the owner? No. Right. So do you know what made the owner want to bring back all these old games? Um... I believe it was because the owner has an autistic daughter and she just responded to games like one time when he was around them. I don't know if it was at a guy's house or something and then he just got the idea from that and then it just became place it is today. Do you know where he gets all these? Probably eBay? eBay, mostly <laughs> all over the world, like country and stuff and just has them shipped. And He probably yeah. has to fix them up, right? Oh yeah, we try. Yeah, it's it's definitely not, uh, not easy. Do you guys get a... Like, like a pretty good crowd here usually yeah i mean we get a good crowd like for the summer whole summer season this weekend will be crazy of course but um other than that like some days we have slow days some days we have really 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 crazy days <laughs> really yeah and you, like, you do children's parties and stuff yep and adults parties too yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 plenty of adults parties um we have uh, a lot of like functions and benefits and business kind of meetings and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, you got a miniature golf course next door, and yeah, so a lot of that's true. Yeah, a lot of things to do here. As yeah, yeah, a lot of bars too. Do you have a favorite game, or are you into these? Or um, yeah, I'm into them. I can't really put my favorite game. You got to base it off era and what type of machine and stuff like that because it's it's just too hard to pick what's, one. What's your favorite era? Um. I'd just say the moder- the, the newest games, probably, like the Valley Williams stuff, like Adam's Family, Twilight Zones, things like that. And that's pretty much what the crowd pleaser is here. Do you get a lot of people like us coming in, like, just, like um, enthusiasts who want to check out sometimes. and take pictures? Yeah, 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 yeah. We get, a, we get a good amount, but not mostly I'd say probably the biggest one is just people that walk off the boardwalk and... You know, bring their kids, and then they walk around and they see machines that they were saw when they were, you know, 20 years younger or something, and they really respond to that. So, excellent. Well, thanks so yeah. much. Yeah, no problem. We'll be back. Okay, glad. All right. So, again, I am Rob. You are Greg. Yeah, we're still here. We're still in business. Launchstevenson.com. And oh, wait a minute. Jackhammer on the side of the road there. Didn't think we'd ever drive past a jackhammer, did you? Alright, so, so we went to the Jay and Silent Bob uh, secret stash comic book store. 
for the first as time. As seen on TV. As seen on TV in the AMC uh, show, a uh, comic book man. Um, who owns this store? Kevin Smith. That's right. Uh, Kevin Smith owns it. So in Red Bank, New Jersey. Red Bank. So um, yeah, we went in there. Um, yeah, there was a lot of comics there. Uh, I I can't really critique it based on its comic books because I have no comic book knowledge. Uh, I don't either. So I can't really critique it. But I, well, I, I, as we said in the interview, I mean, the last time we bought or even vaguely followed uh, comic books was it like in the early maybe mid 1990s. Yeah. Well, we haven't played the interview yet. Oh, this is our this is our intro. Oh, oh, duh. Okay. All right. No, I thought. I, all right, never mind. Yes, it already happened. All right, all right. All right. I'll cut that part. Marty. <laughs> Which means, by the way, for the Point Stevenson fans, whenever Rob says I'll cut that out, it, it ain't going anywhere. <laughs> no, I cut stuff oh, out. I edit stuff. So. um... Yeah, so, you know, went in there. There was a lot of, like, uh, little, like, statues and prop kind of statues from some of his movies, from some of the uh, Clerks movies and Dogma and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cool. Um, and a lot of comics, and there's a lot of, you know, Kevin Smith comics that he signed, and I actually got a, a movie poster for, like, ten bucks. It was a uh, signed uh, Dogma movie poster Kevin Smith um, but yeah it's a nice little store it's, it's not that big no and they had the table set up in the back yeah where they record a podcast where they record the podcast the, the Smodcast well it's on the Smodcast site but it's it's I forget what it's called <laughs> I'll have to look it up but their their, their uh, podcast is not it's called something else Oh, it's like comic book men, the podcast or something. Oh. Um, yeah, so uh, that was cool. And two of the two of the guys who uh, worked there and are part of the comic book men show were there. Uh, one was uh, Walt. Um, he was there as we walked in, and we were gonna talk to we were. I wanted to talk to him, but he left. He's the guy who always wears the baseball. Yeah, he's always the, got the devil's hat on. The backward baseball hat. Yeah. Uh, he's often in some of the older Kevin Smith movies uh, with the other guy on the show uh, who has the long beard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they they're often in the movies like screaming at people as like essentially extras. But so we were going to talk to him, but he left, and uh, the guy Mike Zapsick was there. And uh, a really smart guy and a very good interview. And uh, we'll play that now. Okay, so uh, we're here at the Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash comic book store, Red Bank, New Jersey, with... You don't know who I am? I, I do know. I don't want to... <laughs> That's all right. My name is Michael Zapsick. Yeah. We... Like, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> you did not. I do know it. Um, now... I did watch every episode of Comic Book Men. Very cool. I, look, I am I'm not really into comic books anymore, but I thought it was a really good show. Thank you so much. Huh? You have to get it. No, it's my wife. Oh. Um, and I thought it was really good. And um, you know, it's funny because a lot of the, like a lot of those shows, you figure like you know, 
you're not going to get that many people with interesting things or something like that, but they... They come a, out of the woodwork. Yeah, it was a steady stream. They do, and um, that that's with only, uh, like, I think a couple of weeks of... Um, you, this one I got again. Yes. A couple of weeks. It's Christopher Pike. Comics. Yes, it's about a cowboy. Not a problem. You have yes. a great day. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, let's rock. Let's do this All again. Right. Is it, oh, it's still going. Oh, we're still rolling? No, it's right. it. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, good. You can edit that out. So, um... <clears throat> yeah. Uh, question yeah. <laughs> which customers are let's say better comic book store customers video game store customers or baseball card store customers uh, well to be honest with you since we do neither video games nor baseball cards <laughs> I would have to say that the comic book store customers are the best the in best. the world bar not good answer well, every co every collecting segment has its has its uh, characters. Yes, that's very true. As, as I, I my father owned a baseball card store when I was a kid, and there was was not short on characters. <laughs> you can say what they are. They're kooks. You got kooks. Yeah. Well, in that case, unlike comics, we actually had um, because the baseball cards had all those like inserts when mm -hmm. they started up. We had compulsive gamblers who would love to shop there because it was. It's a chase. Yes, yes. Chase it. Well, that's partly uh, what we have here. We, when you get the collector's mentality, yeah. it's almost like uh, a gambler yeah. who will go a little bit nuts. So how long has this store been here, and how long have you worked here? store has been in existence in one form or another, uh, actually since Kevin bought it in 1997. Wow. Um, January 2nd, 1997. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash opened its doors. Uh, I've been a, I was a customer here before I was an employee. So for three years I was a, uh, I was a reservist and uh, I didn't annoy Walt all that much so I guess that's why he uh, asked me to work. And uh, one thing led to another, it was a part-time gig and led to full-time employment. Cool. How do you like it? Probably I fun, have right? the greatest job in the world, bar none. How do you feel about being on a TV show? That's one of the perks of having the greatest job in the world. <laughs> now, do you think it was easier for you because it was unscripted, and you were kind of you just kind of we, had there's none of us are actors. I mean, yeah. Walt and Brian were in Kevin's movies, but they're not classically trained actors either. So, um, and they were just like they just used to show up and like scream at people. Yeah, and they, that's exactly what they do. Uh, still, show up, scream at people, and that's pretty much what happens. Yet, um, you said you've watched every episode. You watched the Staten Island Lady. Remember Staten Island Lady? Husband found all the comic books in the garbage. Yeah. Yes. Well, there was there were several people that would come in with like collections, and maybe they didn't realize what they were worth or whatever. Or you know, somebody dies, right. and then they come up with them and. You know, there it is. You know, we've got uh, one thing that a lot of people have been calling us up for. People call us from, like, Canada. They wow, you guys have a lot of integrity, which is something we've, we've built for the last 15 years is our name means something. You know, if you're going to sell a Jay and Silent Bob secret stash, they're not gonna, we're not going to gouge anyone. Yeah. And if you look on our wall, look at our wall books. We've got some pretty impressive books up there for a fair price. Yeah. So try not to gouge. Well, I was going to say, um, 
like the last time I was really into comics was probably like mid nineties. Okay, that's and, the Superman, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. The crap. The, the crap five era. different poly well, bags. Yep. And the, yeah. Well, the reality was I I I didn't read like a lot of ones that I would just collect. I wouldn't. I didn't even read. I just it was like people were like, "You have to have this." All right, all right, here. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna keep it. And then I would look it up, and it was like. It wasn't worth that much. No, it's still not worth it's that worth, much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cir- the circulation amount is going to kill it. But do do you think like the old, really old stuff, like from the '60s and '70s, is that? From when I was watching the show, it seemed like the only way they were worth a real lot was if they were like gem mint. Uh, that's part of it, but also just the scarcity of it. Yeah. It's not even condition is one thing, but also scarcity because there's. They printed a million of uh, the X-Men number one. Yeah. And who cares about it now? I mean, it was a fine story but for what it was worth, but I mean... But even even the age, even though it's like 40 years old or whatever. No, no, the original X-Men number one. Oh. That that stuck around because they didn't... Had a print run of like... I don't know. Even if it was 100,000. Still think about this. They, they used to do uh, paper drives... They would pulp stuff and, you know, recycle. Yeah. These days, not so much. People, everybody... And the, how people stored it was yeah. kills it. I mean, like, I know, like, with a lot of the baseball cards, mm-hmm. even if you stored it, as long as you didn't store it in, like, a moldy basement, right. they, they kept together. But comic books are a little little flimsier. Yeah. A little tougher to, mm-hmm. to keep. Um, because you got... Imagine trying to keep a, a whole bunch of baseball cards bound together. Yeah. You know, and they're not on cardboard. Yeah. Try to keep them in mint condition. So, that's true. Um, but you know, the older the comic book, the more more it's worth because grandma and mom, whenever the kids would go away to Stroll camp, they would chuck the stuff yeah. out. And that's why we're here. You know, that's, yeah. that's why we're still around. But you know, the newer stuff, not so much. Yeah. Well, like Greg said, we hadn't really kept up with it since the 1990s so would you say today in the year 2012 do the majority of the people come into a store like this looking for the latest issue or do they want older comic books it's uh i'd say 25 75 uh, most people want newer stuff and they also a lot of people are digital downloads yeah i was gonna say that you know that's it's not killing the business it won't destroy the business but certainly and as a matter of fact it might help the business 10 years down the line because they're doing smaller print runs now that's true yeah. and it's going to make things a lot scarcer in 10 to 15 years well and the fact is what you any comic book reader that's a young let's say a teenager when they get to about 26 7 and they have a decent job then they become really become collectors oh yeah I know that's how I'm with video games. You know, I just mm-hmm. had them, had them a little bit here and there, and then when I had like money, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, well, I can buy these now," and I wound up yeah, with tons. Of course. <laughs> Have you been to Yester Kids yet? We are. Yeah, we're going. Oh, so that's next. your next yeah. step. <laughs> Tell Ken I sent you down. He'll. Yeah. I don't. He'll not. I've talked. At least he won't phone. throw you out. Yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, actually, uh, he does a segment with us on uh, this morning. Yeah, show. I, I heard him. Yeah, I heard nice. him one time. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's a really great guy and really. Uh, knowledgeable about video games, mm-hmm. and it just got root beer tapper in. Oh, nice! So, yeah. Cool. So, uh, are you guys coming back for another season? Got a second it... season. We got sixteen episodes. Good. Uh, pared it down to a half an hour per. So, uh, we're not going to try to bore you too much. <laughs> Excellent. 
Well, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. No, thank you guys. Thanks for coming in. We'll be back. We'll be here. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we are back. <coughs> We're back. So, the third place we went to, like we said, was uh, also in Red Bank, New Jersey, a retro arcade yes. called Yestercade. Yestercade. And the website is yestercades.com. Yeah. And now we this this has been open for a little while. We've been meaning to come down here, but obviously it's you know, it's about an hour and ten minutes. Well, from it us, opened. But... It opened in the fall of 2011. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, it's right on the main, you know, Broad Street there in Red Bank. It's actually like a block away from uh, uh, the Jay and Silent Bob comic book store. Um, and it's a really nice place. Uh, it's nice and clean. It's well lit. You know, I don't like personally. I don't like the arcades, which were very, which are like dark. Yeah. I never liked that. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, as you're saying, this this guy. I mean, he has tons of arcade games here. Every era. Dozens. You know, he doesn't have like arcade games from like, the last ten years. I mean, who would want to play those garbage anyway? But you know, he's got just tons. Um, he had uh, all the way from the late 1970s yeah. to. The mid 1990s. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't, and he had some pinball machines as well. Um, a lot of them. And a pool table and console. Every like console I've ever seen is there, just about. Um, yeah, to, uh, he he had at least what a dozen pinball machines. Yeah, I think he said like sixteen or something. Yeah. Um, the big thing there is, at least for me, is he has a lot of games from the mid late 80s and early and mid 90s which are the games that I grew up with and you grew up with yeah Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yes. X-Men. Simpsons X-Men Simpsons. Die Hard Arcade Virtual Fighter Street Fighter Pac 2 Pac-Man Miss Pac-Man Donkey Kong Donkey Kong Jr. Donkey Kong 3 and Mario Brothers Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers Pinball which I had never even knew about before. I think I've seen that I've never knew that that existed um, and had, wait, hold on. He had a cocktail version yes. of space. He had the original Space Invaders arcade cabinet, the upright, black and white. Oh yeah, yeah. He had that, yeah. Which has like the the reflected screen yeah, on a painted yeah, 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 background, yeah, yeah. which is cool. But then he also had a sit down cocktail version, which was like some kind of a two player version yeah. where. One person sits at one side of the table, the other person sits at the other side of the table, and they're both shooting toward the middle of t toward the aliens which are in the middle of the screen. Yeah, yeah. I'd never seen a version like that before. Uh, that was really cool. And he also he had a baby Pac-Man, which is half arcade game and half pinball game. I had not seen no. Baby Pac-Man in real life since the early 1980s. I don't know if I'd ever when seen I one in person. When I was a very young child. I don't know if I'd ever seen one in person. I mean, that is... <laughs> that that totally legitimized... Yeah. I mean, not only that one arcade game, but... But he had... When uh, I saw that, I'm like, yeah, th this yeah. Yesterday's place is the real uh, deal. Golden Axe, Altered Gauntlet, Beast, yeah, Gauntlet... Gauntlet. Uh, uh, Afterburner, Clax, Clax, Super Off-Road, everything. Yeah, everything. Super Off-Road. didn't have Duck Contra. Hunt. No, I'm surprised no, by that. No, no Contra, no. but... 
I'm sure he's trying to get it. And I, um, and I know he, he told us that he, he, he just got a few more machines and tapper. Yeah, he just got tapper. No, but he actually got more in addition to that, he was saying. But I forget what he, which ones he said. But yeah, I mean, basically, I think what's only going to limit him is room. Yeah. You know, at some point there. But um, yeah, he's got Cruising World, uh, a sit down, uh, pole position stand up. You know, I mean, look, are the game are every is every single game in perfect condition in terms of the artwork and all that? No, but no, they're very good. Yeah, I mean, they're all playable. They're, they're very good condition. Yeah, and to he's, me, I consider yeah. them. You know, they look nice. The controllers work. I mean, he had a Tempest that was in like perfect shape. Incredible. Yeah. The track and field, the buttons worked. Yeah. I got the 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 world record on every oh, event. Excuse me. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had a we had a great time there, and it's it's inexpensive. Um, and well, it's, wait, it's, it was what eight seventy five an hour? Yes, something like yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe it's cheaper on certain nights or something like that. You know, but um, oh, but that's good because everything is free play. Once you pay, well, you pay, you go in and you spend as much time as you want, and then you pay for that amount of time as you're leaving. But right. there's no you don't need quarters. And uh, which is great, you know. And, and like I said, it's great. It's a great, uh, great deal, great place, and uh, it's a great town to visit if you're in the area. Well, however many episodes ago on PawnStevenson.com, we talked about going to Barcade in Jersey City, New yeah. Jersey, which has you know what, like thirty or or so uh, of the old arcade games, and they're each a quarter. Yeah. Which is, which is cool. Well, so but but we go there and it's like, all right, we get to play all these games. It's only a quarter it's each. It's a mob. It's yeah, it gets crowded. But then it's like, well, you have to bring quarters or you have to bring dollar bills to get change. And then, but like you said, at a place like this and at at the Silver Ball Museum, it's you can go up to any machine at any time and get unlimited amounts of 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 play time. And you just pay an hourly rate. Yeah. I actually think that's a better system. Uh, so do I. You know, especially if you're going to schlep your way all the way there, you know. And at a place like Yestercades, yes, they do have dozens and dozens and dozens of old uh, retro yes. arcade cabinets. And, and like I said, more than a dozen pinball machines. They also have couches with... Every single game console yeah. ever made hooked up to three different... And board games. Yeah, three different TVs. They have a whole shelf of all different board games, a pool table in the bag. This place is awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, and we, we talked to the owner, Ken, for a, a good interview. So here we go. All right. Rob and Greg here from the yeah. Paunch Stevenson Show. And we are at Yestercades in Red Bank, New Jersey, and we are with the owner, Kent. So How are thanks you guys? for coming on the show. How are thanks you Thanks a lot. Very good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming out and checking the place out. So this is a great place. Where you got How many old arcades do you have here? Uh, right now, as of last night, we just expanded our collection of 75 arcade games and uh, 16 pinball machines. That is awesome. So, now, I like the, the way... consoles. 
You, yeah, uh, we also have three 55-inch flat screens with, uh, you know, we have Wii, Xbox, and PlayStation. But we, other than that, we have everything, you know, ColecoVision, Atari, 2600, 5200, Nintendo, Sega Master. That's awesome. You name it, guaranteed we have it here. <laughs> I like the way that you have it set up where... Uh, we went to Barcade in Jersey City, okay. which has like about 30 retro arcade cabinets, and you go in and they're a quarter each, yes. which is cool, and they have a bar, but the way you have it set up is you come in and you just pay per, for, 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 for hour. For, yeah, for the hour. Yeah, and, you, uh, and it's all free. You can play unlimited games. Everything's on free play. It's just eight seventy-five for an hour. That's awesome. And what we do is, after an hour, we actually round down in the customer's favor, not up, and we just charge in fifteen-minute increments. That's awesome. Those fifteen-minute increments are just eight seventy-five divided by four. So I never want anyone leaving here feeling like they got ripped off or feeling like they didn't get their money's worth. One of the things I tell everyone: Oh, I was, you know, just looking to do a couple of quarters. Get the bracelet, and I guarantee if it's not, if you feel it's not worth eight seventy-five, gladly I won't charge you. <laughs> yeah. And not one person I've had that problem with yet. You won't because I mean, there's you have games from every era, the really old stuff so like late seventies, early eighties, even up to the late eighties, early nineties, like Virtual Fighter, the mid nineties. Like you said, pinball, fighting games, racing it. Nobody could leave here unhappy. <laughs> Seriously, it's awesome. Thank it's, you, thank you. Plus it's, the consoles too. Yeah, I mean, I think you had. I, we're, I think you went on Atari Age. Yes. First, I think that's where I, I found out about it first. And you were asking like, well, what games should I get? And I was on there. I was like, well, nice if you had The Simpsons and X Men. He's like, yeah, I got that. And then I was like, another <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah, I have that. I was like, wow, because a lot like the Barcase, for example, a lot of it's catered to. The early '80s, like the yes. quote-unquote classic Donkey stuff, Kong, Space Invaders. Yeah, that that, that that whole era. Which those games are fine, but that's not what I grew up with. We grew up with Teenage Mutant yes, Ninja Turtles, exactly. X-Men, Operation Wolf, exactly. yeah, I mean, Double Dragon, exactly. You know, Super Off Road. Those were all the games that we grew up with, and and I mean, yeah, you could play them on Main, but it's it's not the uh, same for us. It's not the same. No. So. It's, Ken, what made you decide to do... Well, first of all, how long ago did you open Yestercade? I opened up October 21st, 2011, was my uh, quote-unquote soft opening. And then we did a grand opening about a month later. So we've been in business coming up on uh, seven months. And what right was now. your motivation? Why did you open up Yestercade? Um, it's something I always wanted to do, you know, as a teenager. And, um, you know, I was doing a lot of internet sales, uh, just like everyone else. You know, I was in, I was in sales the whole you know eight to five schlep you know commuting an hour back and forth um i started doing internet sales to more or less supplement my commission income you know when the economy started tanking needed a way to supplement my income so i started you know getting back into buying and trading games just like i did even before ebay was around on uh, the old usenet when i had wow. CompuServe. <laughs> wow so Nice. Um, so this is a passion of yours. Yes. Old video games. Absolutely. You grew up with this stuff. Absolutely. Um, best friend, uh, my best friend Barrett over there, he, uh, we came across someone was selling a uh, Galaxian at a yard sale, and uh, you know we had talked about doing this, and uh, 
God, let's just go grab it. Let's see what we can do with it. And then before you knew it, you know, one machine turned into four, turned into eight. And it was like, <laughs> all right, I think I just made a life-changing decision. It yeah. turned into 70. <laughs> yeah. 70-some-odd. Yeah, I mean, you even have a pool table here. And... We really try to cater, you know, to everyone here. Um, and it's the one unique business where you will see the clientele change from 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. We'll do a five-year-old's birthday party. And then come at 11 o'clock at night, we'll have a surprise 30th or surprise 40th birthday. Awesome. You know, it's truly, it's truly a place that, you know, no matter the age, if you can reach the consoles and you can, you know, you're still lively, you're going to have a good time here. I well, think my next birthday, next, I'm telling you, next year, well, we're that's coming here. I was here. telling him. I, when, you, when we were trying to work out a schedule to come, he was saying, Ken was saying, well, in the mornings we have a lot of birth, kids' birthday parties. And, and Rob was like, what kid would want to play arcade games? You know, well, but old arcade games, right? Like it's, but it's it's cool because it's so old. A lot of yeah. these games, you know, Zaxxon. None of these kids ever heard of Zaxxon. They don't know what Zaxxon is. They right. don't. I mean, besides, you know, playing Pac-Man on Google. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've never played it in a physical arcade cabinet. Um, so it's so old, it's new to them. And the so parents love it. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, the, um, and these games, let's face it, even though the games are difficult in the sense that, you know, way back when they made them difficult on purpose because you more quarters. Second more quarters. But they're simplistic games. I mean, Pac-Man is like the easiest game to figure out. Just move the joystick. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. But so, yeah, little I would imagine little kids would like it. Ken, where do you get all these games? Uh, here, there, and everywhere is the simple <laughs> answer. Uh, a lot of internet, a lot of, you know, uh, Atari age, uh, KLOV, Craigslist, eBay, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of trade shows, um, conventions, you know, wherever. People come in, you know, hey, I got a machine in my basement. Yeah. You know, hey, we were it over. Obviously, depending on the machine. Right. Um, you know, last night I was down in Burlington. And picked up three machines down there. The week before, I picked up uh, Root Beer Tapper. That was all the way out in uh, Western Pennsylvania. Wow. You know, but it was a worth game. It. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was <laughs> totally a game that was on my list, and I knew that I needed to, you know, act quick. You know, yeah. literally now, jump in the car and head out. That's one of the essentials. Yeah. Now, Tapper. somebody has to fix one of these. Does anybody know how to fix them here? Or? I have a guy on my uh, on my payroll. He's excellent. Uh, yeah. He actually designs games for. Uh, the Vectrex, ColecoVision, and Odyssey. He's on uh, ClassicGameCreations.com. His name is John Dunzilla. Just amazing, you know. And um, so he makes the homebrew stuff. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot. You'll see in the case. I got a couple of his games in there. That's cool. um, He had emailed me. He he had heard about me through one of the forums. Emailed me and said, "Hey, you know, do you need any help?" And at that time, you know, I was just pretty much, you know, throwing darts. You know, I, I had no idea who who was good, who was bad. There's some stuff that I was able to do, you know, monitor repair and board repair, shy of, oh, send it out, send it out, oh, it needs a new board. He actually knows what he's doing. and <laughs> important. Yeah, you know, and he'll uh, fix it and fix it right, you know, so it, it won't go down again. <laughs> when you find a lot of the arcades, especially the pinball machines, do they need repair? Yes. Yeah. Everything always needs something, um, you know, whether it be a, a fresh coat of paint and need new tea molding. Or you know a complete teardown. The uh, the monitor needs recapping. Uh, a lot of the pinballs right now. I'm trying to do the LED conversion. I picked up an Adams Family and Roller Games about a month ago, and they had the LED conversion in it, and they just 
when you look at them, they look amazing. So I'm trying to do one pinball a week now. What does that mean, LED? Uh, you replace you replace all the light bulbs with LEDs. And oh, if, if wow. you look you at the difference, yeah, if you wow. look at the difference, and then when you're doing that, you want to take since you're tearing everything down, you want to clean everything, you know, make sure everything's operational and all yeah. that good stuff. So. So, so since a pinball machine is more mechanical and it takes more physical abuse, I would imagine. But how often does a pinball machine need to be maintained? Um, all the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Short answer, all Every the time. Every day, a week, once um, a year? We try to clean them once a week, you wow. know, to prevent any kind of buildup, because the buildup, you'll have a lot of wear on the play field over time if you keep that. And it's just a way of keeping the place looking clean yeah. and keeping, you know, making sure everything's operational. So we, we really do our best. And, um, you know, a lot of our customers, whenever we're, something does go wrong a button doesn't work or oh i'm really sorry you know i'm not i'm not trying to be picky and i'm like no please tell us because <laughs> yeah. that's you know it's not like i'm going around every day and playing yeah. you know every game right so we rely on a lot on our customers to let us know hey this joystick's a little sticky or you know this button isn't working the way it should you know and then we try to get on it as soon as possible now how popular are the old consoles not not with like guys our age. Obviously, you're gonna look at it. Oh wow, I used to have that. But seventy-eight. The like the like younger like teenager and all like, are they interested in them or they're just like ah that's some old junk. No, they're they're interested <laughs> in it because again it's something, you know, yeah you can go out to a flea market you could pick one up on eBay for, you know however much a hundred bucks you know with a bunch of games, but the chances you're not gonna be able to have. I don't even know how many systems we have. You're not going to be able to replicate that in your living room no. with the library of games we have. It's just no one has that type of room. So it's kind of cool. You can come here and hang out with your friends and play, you know, Super Nintendo and then say, hey, you know what, let's play regular Nintendo. And, hey, you know what, I've never played the Atari 5200. I yeah. hear the controllers suck. Let me give it a try. <laughs> yeah. Especially for less than 10 bucks an hour. Exactly. You know, yeah. so, and then, uh, you know, same thing with the Xbox. You know, sure, you could do a lot of online gaming, and, um, you know, you're able to rent games and everything else, but here, it's more of a social aspect. It's no different, you know, it's, for the gaming culture, it's no different than, you know, quote-unquote, going to a bar and having a couple drinks. Right. Yeah, you can uh, grab a six-pack and drink at home by yourself, but... (laughs) True. Well, it's cool. You got the couches and everything, and and, and board games, too. (laughs) The board games, that was... uh, you know, I, I had a couple, and when I first opened, I just bought them in. Just awesome. know, they, they were taking up room in my place. And yeah. I said, ah, you know what, let's see what happens. And I noticed a lot of people were playing them. It was like, I think Ouija and Parcheesi and something uh, else. It's perfect. And, and before you know it, like, I started getting requests for, like, all these old school games that people had as kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, someone came in with a Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur, and I just remember uh, the commercial. And, you know, I was like, oh, my yeah. God, you know. So it's just, it's a little more of that pop that, you know, gives the place that extra something. You know, when you come here, there's something for everyone to do, whether it's arcade games, pinballs, console games, pool table. Are you doing a lot of tournaments? Uh, We're starting to. We're starting to really get involved in that. Um, We're working on putting together a Super Smash Brothers tournament. We just had a Street Fighter tournament. And about a month or two months ago, we did a Mortal Kombat tournament. Nice. So... Cool. Starting, so to, starting to get into it. Totally on the right track here. I'm serious. Hopefully. We're, hopefully. We're, we will be back. I'll have my next birthday here. I'll be here. I love the 80s posters. <laughs> we grew up in the 1980s, so it's totally right up our alley. Absolutely. My last question for you is, what are a couple of your favorite 
arcade cabinets, and what are a couple of your favorite home game consoles? Um, favorites, you know, you got to go obviously with Galaga. You know, I remember uh, you know playing that nonstop. Tempest is another favorite, and then um, you know, Galaxian obviously I'll always have a <laughs> special place because it was the first, and it was a pretty much you know tear down and rebuild. Yeah. Um, and your Tempest, I play your Tempest cabinet is immaculate. That literally, I had to call in help to get here. I said, I got to go out and get this right now. Yeah. Because I knew it was, you know, at a decent price. The vectors, monitors, or once Very they go, flaky. I mean, they're... in terms of home gaming, Sega Genesis. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that was the pinnacle. You know, when I was a teenager, that was, uh, you know, I remember I, I just got Nintendo, and uh, that's when they, you know, released Sega. And uh, Joe Montana football. Joe Montana, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. <laughs> I remember having the poster in my room, and I wanted it for Christmas so bad. And my my parents said, "Oh, you know, Kenny, why do you why do you want to take a Genesis? It's sixteen bit. <laughs> it's sixteen. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, it's just better <laughs> for us. Like the when the NES came out, the big thing was obviously Super Mario Brothers. Yes. When you saw it, when, when I remember as a kid, when I saw that, it was like this this is amazing. But, yes. I've got compared this to the Atari garbage 2600 yeah. here. Ah! And then the Genesis, it was probably it was probably John Madden football because that was all before Sonic. And I think Madden was like my friend had it next door, and we were playing this, and we're like, "This, this, is, this is amazing! How is this possible? How are you It'll doing never this? get better than yeah, this." Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? Um, but I, I literally, as maybe like eight or nine years old, and uh, my parents were like, "Well." You know, so we just got you this Nintendo, like, I don't know, like a year ago or two years, whatever it was. So you want the Sega. Yeah. And none of the Nintendo games are going to work on that. And I remember just looking at them square in the face and, <laughs> no. <laughs> so we're, we have to go out and buy all new games in there. How much? Now, this is, you know, 1988, 89, and the games yeah. are 70 bucks. That's, that's crazy for the time. And uh, yeah, you, you know... None of the Nintendo games work. And I remember my mom looking at me and just shaking her head, absolutely not, and just breaking down crying. <laughs> you know, because I wasn't getting it. And then a couple of years later, you know, it turned out to be my favorite. Well, you know, and I had all the add-ons. I had Sega CD and 32X. Oh, yeah. so I was yeah, one of those suckers. Yeah, we saw the 32X games over there. You got everything. We got most of them. Yeah. You know, there wasn't many. I, there was only a handful. No, actually, there was about, I think, 50-something that were oh, released really? yeah, wow. on it. Um, Most of them were probably, awful. Yeah, well, <laughs> but 80, probably, for both of those systems, probably 80% are readily available, and then the others are just so rare and they stink, and there's <laughs> no reason to get them. Exactly. Um, you know, Sega CD, you know, once uh, Night Trap. <laughs> yeah, I remember Getting reading it. They, they, well, they, I remember they banned it, and they pulled it off all yeah. the shelves, and I remember reading That's, in, like, yeah. Game Informer or one of those magazines. I was like you know, 12 years old. And like any other horny bastard at the time, I had to have it. You know, I had to see what it was about. I remember, Girls in bikinis. Yeah. I remember uh, shoveling snow, you know, in, in my parents' neighborhood. And, you know, charging. You know, well, well, wait a minute. After you bought it, though, then were you like, because his thing is, is he, for, he had Super Nintendo, and his, oh, his legendary wrong choice was he, he wanted, he got, he was going to get a game for his birthday or something. And he got Pit Fighter because he saw like the back of the carton, you know, at yeah. Toys R Us. I was yep. like, wow, this is that incredible. Looks, awesome. looks just like the arcade. And he got it home and it was nothing like it the arcade. It was like the worst game <laughs> I ever released. Um, <laughs> so you weren't, there was no remorse after that? Like, oh. 
Not really, you know, because I there was a couple games I did like. Um, At least they had video and stuff. I, I thought the, I thought the full motion video on it, like for the time, I thought was really cool. You know, yeah, I liked right. Super Shark sucked. You know, but I remember <laughs> I liked Tomcat Alley, uh, Surgical Strike, yeah. uh, Mad Dog McCree. That was like yeah. one of my favorite games in the arcade. I remember playing that down in uh, Point Pleasant all the mm. time, yeah. all the time, and it was just now. Yeah. Real quick, you you were telling us you were, we were in fact we were just at the secret stash, Jane, Silent Bob, with those guys who do the podcast, and you're saying that you're on that. I, I heard you one time, but you're on there regularly. Uh, starting to do a regular thing with them, uh, with Mike and Ming on Thursdays, where we I come in and just have like a random trivia question, you know, and uh, listeners will post on our Facebook wall whatever the uh, yeah. you know whatever the obscure answer is like. Uh, Yesterday was, uh, you know, what caused the video game crash in 83? What were the two main games that were responsible? And well, exactly. <laughs> Bingo. But the, some of the responses were just, it was it was comical. You know, people, Donkey Kong, the arcade. I was like, really, dude? Are you Wait, kidding? What? No. <laughs> Maybe Donkey Kong 3. But... No. <laughs> so what, what's the name of that podcast that you do? Uh, Smodcast. Uh, com. You'll be able to find it on there. And your website is? Uh, we're at yestercades.com, or you can find us on facebook.com slash yestercades. Awesome. Ken, thanks a lot. We could talk to you all day yeah, thank about you. video yeah, games. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Thanks a lot. Anytime. By the way, for the Porn Stevenson fans, whenever Rob says, I'll cut that out, it ain't going anywhere.